We the ones. We the ones they talking about. Broadway Sports Media. Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. Some of it was bad, but hopefully you'll you probably piece something together. Outstanding. There's an earthquake in the middle of the podcast. Unbelievable. We're begging for listeners. That's all we do. We all we got. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Music City Audible podcast brought to you by Broadway Sports Media, partnered with 440 Sports. And we are one week into training camp here to talk about it. I am Justin Graver. Joining me, as always, Justin Mello. The pads came on yesterday, Monday, August 1st. Justin, what's it like covering football again? <laughs> Certainly feels good, right? I think there's a different feel around the game once the pads come on, right? It's just totally different. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, uh, Los Angeles Rams, you know, Super Bowl winner, lo- longtime left tackle, just retired. Thought he had a great uh, uh, tweet today. Said something about how uh, for O-linemen, D-linemen, everything is fake news until the pads come on. He goes, nothing matters until you get into some of those one-on-ones and the pads are on and they're cracking. So it uh, feels really good for uh, to see this uh, now happening at Titans practice. Yeah, and we have, obviously we haven't talked since before the Titans opened training camp. Last time we talked yeah. was uh, veterans were reporting. So everything that has happened in the last week, we're going to try to cover as much as we can and as as uh, briefly and succinctly as we can, because like you just said, you know, a lot of the stuff that was happening last week wasn't as necessarily indicative of what football will be like. It was walkthroughs, getting back into the swing of things, finishing up installs from the spring and going up back over some of that stuff. And the Titans had some light days, right? Like some really light days. It's probably a, a good decision, right? Based on everyone getting to the swing of things, uh, injuries can happen, right? And then they can happen early, right? When guys are just getting back. We've seen some really unfortunate ones already, right? In Tampa Bay with Ryan Jensen. Now in Dallas with James Washington um, is right. a big one. Los Angeles with Van Jefferson is something yeah. that's going on there. So uh, lo- lots of that already, unfortunately. And Titans, of course, you know, knock on wood, it's super early, but they've been healthy so far. And probably some of the reasons why they had these light practices, these light walkthroughs uh, last week. But excited to talk about some of the guys that showed up last week, that showed out. And some of that kind of continued until Monday's first practice with the pads on. Absolutely. A really quick note on injuries. Elijah Molden appears to have twisted an ankle or some some minor lower leg injury. I don't think it's anything to be overly concerned with, but he did miss the first padded practice. And he missed a couple Um, days last yeah, week as last well week. right so he, he's the one guy to really watch right now ben jones apparently had something but he uh, as in typical ben jones fashion uh he showed up on monday i think during like the second team period or something so he he found a way to get out there even though he wasn't spotted at the beginning of practice so molden really is the one to i guess keep an eye on for now and in positive injury news tight end tommy hudson has been removed from the pup list so he'll be back practicing probably tomorrow if he wasn't out there he was, he was already out there on, on monday august 1st first padded practice quick note I'll, I'll say on tommy hudson this is big for him right like he, he was placed on the physically unable to perform list I think it was an, an undisclosed injury, but he was carted off, right? If we recall correctly. So it had the potential to be something super serious, huge W for him to get off the PUP in time for the first padded practice. It was an undisclosed injury, if I recall, but he was carted off, right? So had the potential to be right. serious. This is a huge W for him. 
back off the list on health, uh, healthy again on the 90 man roster was already at practice. As I said, on Monday, August 1st, Tommy Hudson's the type of player, let's be honest, has a really hard time shining until the pads come on, right? Cause he's that traditional throwback tight end skill set, inline blocker, not a whole lot for him to do until the pads come on and he could show off that physicality, help create running lanes for uh, the running backs. Uh, again, so big for him. Uh, trying to make this 53-man roster. He had to be healthy. Here he is now uh, back again. Probably not going to push for the tight end three job. They'd probably have to keep four tight ends for him to make it. But I do wonder, I'm not going to lie to you, if they hadn't given Jeff Swain all that guaranteed money, three and a half million, I wonder if Hudson would have had a decent chance to push him for that job. I, I kind of, I, I don't know that that's going to be the case because of that guaranteed money, but either way, this is huge for Tommy Hudson to be back healthy, to be back practicing with the team. Again, he's a physical inline blocker. So this is his time to shine July and August when the pads are on. Yeah, definitely a candidate, I think for the practice squad. Um, let's move on and talk a little bit about somebody who won the day, maybe won the first padded practice, but really somebody who's kind of stood out and been making plays since since training camp got going. And I think there are a handful of guys we're going to spotlight here, but the rookies have been honestly pretty eye-catching so far. Almost nothing but positive reviews about the rookie class so far coming out of training camp. And I mean all of them. Like that includes Traylon Burks, Roger McCreary, Chiga Quanco. Those are the big ones, but um, Kyle Phillips too. Kyle Phillips looks like a like a playmaker out of the slot. I mean, you know that one drill they do where they have a ball carrier who has to go turn around a cone, and a defender has to go turn around a cone in the opposite direction, and they like they start by running away from each other, and then they turn around and they run right at each other, and the ball carrier has to make the guy miss. This is like an impossible drill for the ball carrier to win usually because it's really tight. They have like a small alley where they're trying to make a guy miss. Kyle Phillips, I don't know who the defender on the play was. Shook somebody out of his shoes on one of these was, plays. I think it was the safety Carter. I think it was safety oh, yeah. Uh, Carter. Yeah. So this guy looks like a real playmaker. The only rookie that hasn't jumped out of the gate and and looked amazing is probably I would say Malik Willis. But this isn't really the setting where I think Malik Willis is going to look amazing because his best attribute is what he does with his legs and when a play breaks down and rolling out of the pocket off and script, finding a guy yeah. wide open. Yeah, off script downfield. That kind of thing you're not going to see a lot of in training camp because they're really trying to run the offense and Malik Willis will have time to learn the offense. But overall, I think, and while I'm talking about the rookies, Nicholas petit Frere has been getting a few first-team reps at the right tackle position in a competition there with Dylan Radins. So I think, you know, somebody, I think it was Mike, said in our group chat on Monday, this is looking like 2019 draft class 2.0, and I fully agree with that. It's a, it's a little early to early. go all in on a comment like that, but... Traylon Burks making plays. Roger McCreary batted away like five balls on Monday. Um, Chica Quanco has been working with the first team. And like, has anyone that's done a press conference not praised how much they like this guy yet? I think this is, these rookies are showing out at their first NFL training camp. Yeah, there's a lot for me to cover there. You you kind of went into a whole a whole tangent. I want All to start. The I, think, <laughs> I, I think it would be silly not to spend a little time on Traylon Burks, right? Because the storyline heading into camp, of course, as we all know, there's a lot of negativity about the conditioning, reported overweight issues, asthma, yada, yada, all, all sort of things, work ethic questions, um, all proved to be completely misfounded so far, right? Like Traylenburg showed up in excellent shape. He looks good. He's been practicing his butt off. He looks terrific out there. 
I think it was really big for him to carry that momentum over into Monday's practice when the pads came on. And he absolutely did that by all accounts. He looked terrific on Monday, made a, a, a several big catches continuing to build that chemistry with Ryan Tannehill. I thought Tannehill said something really interesting the other day where he didn't shower him with a ton of praise, right? When he was asked about him, he kind of just said, well, it's important for him to continue getting out there continue spending time with the ones so we could build that chemistry, right? Like it wasn't like Tannehill was, and I thought that was a fair answer, right, from a veteran quarterback, right? He's the rookie rookie receivers going to need time um, to acclimate to a veteran quarterback, and I, I don't, and more so on the flip side, right, where Tannehill is going to need time to get used to this rookie receiver. So thought that was a good answer by all accounts, all intents and purposes. Traylon Burks is doing exactly that, right? Monday's practice was another terrific session for him. We've seen some of the clips on Twitter circulating over the last week, winning routes against Roger McCreary. Uh, you saw that one where he got super physical with him at the top of the route, almost shoved him off. He question if it would be OPI maybe maybe not in a game but you love to see that physicality from right reminds you you hate to say it but it does remind you a little of AJ Brown in this offense right where you're going to need that physical pass catcher that may not be the crispest athlete just like AJ Brown is not the crispest uh, route runner but it's so physical right makes up for it some of with the with with what he does physically uh speaking of Roger McCreary he, he's also been terrific don't get it misconstrued what I said about Traylon Burks beating him there on those routes I think it was Monday's padded practice again where he had pass breakups against Traylon Burks he had pass breakups against yeah. Des Patrick Nick Westbrook Nick Westbrook's got like how, what five inches on him a whole lot of length as, as well uh where he was going up there and, and breaking up passes against him so so uh, really, really love what you've seen from uh, really this entire rookie class. I like what you said about Chig and Kyle Phillips as well. But really, I think with a, a specialized focus on your top two picks in Traylon Burks and Roger McCreary. And, and with, you know, with Molden out, which we touched on, uh, it's kind of given McCreary probably a couple more reps, right, with those ones and everything. And, and that's important. And he's taken full advantage of those opportunities. And Mike Vrabel even mentioned him as somebody who's got to win, like show that he can play the nickel spot in Monday's press conference. So it looks yes. like that might be his his first role here with the team that they want to see if he can take a hold of. Another thing I love that Vrabel said about him, and you, you, you we all know Vrabel enough now, right, to kind of know what to listen for and what kind of praise he might give out. I thought it was really eye-opening. When asked about Roger McCurry on Monday, he said he rarely makes the same mistake twice. Right. Yeah. Incredible praise for a rookie, especially a so quarterback. The, the the rookies have been on fire. We touched a little bit on Malik Willis. Is there anything else you want to say about him? He, he's had a few struggles through what appeared to be a hundred plus yard pick six in a red zone drill. Um, but you know, he's also holding made a few the ball. I think holding on to the, the timing issues. issues at one point. Yeah. I, I don't have a, a, I mean, a, a ton to say. I will just say, um, I don't think any of this is shocking. The people who were clamoring for him to start right away, all that ridiculousness, like this is the reality of the situation, right? He's a rookie quarterback that was raw coming out of Liberty. He's going through an install essentially right now where they're, again, well, I like what you said, where he's a guy that has the intangibles, makes things happen off script, makes stuff happen with his legs. Now's not the time for any of that, right? Now is time to run the offense on script, right? Because right. that's what you ideally, well, we're all infatuated with making things happen off script, of course, but you don't want to be off script with consistency, right? You want right. to run things on script. So that's what they're working on right now. Uh, rightfully so, it's August, right? And so it's not shocking to me that he's had some struggles with that stuff and he'll continue to have struggles with that stuff. And look, probably a reason he was a third round pick 
He was raw coming out of Liberty. This is going to take time. Luckily, he's landed in a great environment in Tennessee that can afford to be patient with him, right? They're not going to feed him to the wolves, throw him in week three because, right? Just because right. sort of the thing. So uh, the struggles, we're not going to ignore them. They are very real. They seem to be popping up most days, not every day, most days. Um, but they kind of, what the way I would sum it up is it's par for the course. Yeah, it's kind of more or less what I expected from a raw third round pick with with a lot of athleticism and playmaking ability. And we'll see how much he can develop over the course of this year, because I really don't think that you're going to see Malik Willis in 2022. I don't even think there's going to be a scenario where let's say the Titans are winning by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter with six minutes left in the game. Like even then, I don't think you see Malik Willis in because. What are the odds that Malik Willis is active for the game in those situations? I still think you're looking at a situation where Logan Woodside is your QB2. Logan Woodside looks great. I mean, there's little things we noticed in some of the clips that are posted on Twitter where you watch that drill where they're rolling out to the left and they have to, like, throw a ball, catch another ball, roll left, throw it, catch another ball, roll left, throw it. And Logan Woodside just looks technically exactly how you would teach that drill. He may not have the size or the strength, to be a, a NFL starter in his career, but he's a high-level backup for the, what the Titans need. And then you see Malik Willis do the same drill, and you're like, oh, okay, I can see the areas here mechanically that he still needs to clean up. So, you know, Malik Willis 2023 season could be a thing, but it's not going to be 2022. Let's talk about some veteran guys who have been showing up. Not necessarily longtime veterans, but Caleb Farley, second-year guy, Robert Woods, 10-year veteran, both guys coming off major ACL surgeries, got a chance to uh, Robert Woods talk to the media the other day and talked about how Caleb Farley and him sort of were buddies during the rehab process, running hills together and working out together and rehabbing together and getting back into things. And it was nice to have somebody like that. And Caleb Farley mentioned that it was great to have a veteran like Robert Woods to lean on during that recovery process. And both guys have been out there every day of training camp with what appears to be basically no limitations coming off of you know brutal knee injuries it's really great to see these guys out there working so much so quickly yeah again uh keeping the theme going it's, it's really been all positive vibes at titans training camp so far right you really haven't heard a lot of bad news unless you want to look at monday's practice where uh, the defense clearly won right in the red zone they had a lot of struggles offensively and i like what mike Vrabel said where it's it's really hard or impossible for both units to have good days right so the defense won the day on monday uh but not to get off topic all positive vibes excellent a lot of what i said about burks and mccreary really good news on robert woods and caleb farley especially now that the pads are on because the news was good early right when the pads weren't on the first couple of practices but to see them essentially being full go at monday's practice with the pads on is really good news right you're expecting both of these players as of now knock on wood to play in week one limitation free yeah, exactly. And that's huge for the receiving core. I mean, it's it's big for the defense, obviously, but I think every Titans fan and analyst has more confidence in the defense's ability to come out and start rightfully off so. hot. Yeah, rightfully so. But having Robert Woods be that veteran guy, and you can see it. And you, I mean, you hear it when he's talking in his press conferences, and Paul Koharski's been on this thing where he's been asking almost everybody about like what it means to line up first in the drill and how do you... like. Does the pecking order in a drill matter? And Robert Woods was like, you know, I like to be the guy who goes first. And some of these drills are new to me, so I can't go first in every drill. But I like being the tone setter. I feel like me doing the first rep, like, 
it trickles down to everyone else in the drill. And I, I want to set that example. And I think that he has been a great veteran presence. It's weird to me because I was thinking about how the Titans haven't had a ton of veteran presence at the receiver position over the last handful of years. I mean, Corey Davis was kind of like the vet and he was a young guy on his first contract. Obviously they had Julio Jones in the building last year, but I almost feel like Julio is such a, a soft-spoken, quiet guy. Sure, he leads by example, of course, and everyone respects the hell out of him because he's a future Hall of Famer. But how much vocally was he leading the receiver room last year? Obviously, I'm totally speculating right now. But everything we've heard about Robert Woods, and from what I know, uh, being in L.A., close to the Rams, and how people around the Rams organization talk about Robert Woods, and he was at the ring ceremony that they had last week, getting his Super Bowl ring, even though he was out for the game and, and obviously a member of the Titans now. But true veteran presence in that in that room that I think will be huge. He was talking about um, how he can tell other receivers, you know, what Tannehill likes on a route and things like that, that those kinds of things. And um, Nick Westbrook stepping up and, you know, the first play of team drills, Nick Westbrook's catching a bomb down the field. And then the next play is Traylon Burks catching a bomb down the field. So I feel like there's a lot been made about how the Titans receivers are, quote unquote, way worse in this season than what they had going into last season. And through a week of training camp, I am very encouraged by the receiver play. I want to ask you about something that some members of the media have kind of made a big deal out of in press conferences. And I tend to like brush this off as being totally irrelevant and won't, doesn't mean anything for the season. Tannehill has yet to throw an interception in team drills. Does this matter to you at all? No, not really. I mean, I have always struggled with, I mean, obviously you don't want to throw interceptions, right? I mean, no one right. wants, like, I think it was what Carson Wentz was picked off three times in Monday's practice <laughs> right. for Washington. Like, two of them were back-to-back. -back. That's never good news. Um, it's also the time, remember when, like, Mariota didn't throw one, like, the entire summer, that one year? And yeah, that, I was going to bring that up. Like, Titans fans got to remember, rookie season Mariota like went 30 days without throwing a pick in training camp. And like, sure, he had a good rookie season, but. I'm sure it's a good thing, I guess, but it's also the time to make mistakes, right? And maybe right. attempt throws and test throwing windows. You may be even test during the season just because you, you want to learn what you can get away with and what you can't get away with maybe a little bit. So, no, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, you don't want anyone, you don't want Tannehill going out there throwing six interceptions a day, right? That'd probably be a bad sign, but. I tend to agree with you that it's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Tannehill mentioned in his press conference on Monday that sometimes in training camp, you know, you want to push the limit and see what you can get away with, especially earlier in camp is what he said. And so, I mean, I guess it's good if he's pushing a limit right now and not throwing interceptions, he's finding a limit, but, or he's not hitting that limit. But at oh. the same time, it doesn't make me think that like, the offense is going to go out week one and be perfect this season and not turn well, the ball should, over. They should because it's the Giants in week one. So <laughs> Dory Jackson, Logan Ryan. Logan Actually, Ryan's Logan not there anymore, my friend. Tampa, Tampa Bay. He's in Tampa now. That's Tom right. Brady. Uh, I want to make a quick note. I want to make a quick note on Robert Woods, if that's okay, because you quickly you kind of switched topics before I got a chance to say something about Robert uh, or Bobby Trees, as we know him. Um, man, he could be in line for a big year, can't he? Like I'm. I'm starting to get real excited about having Robert Woods. Like if that knee holds up, knock on wood and the health holds up, 
he could have a really big year, right? Like everything is so positive right now. You think back to the, I mean, quote unquote, the beginning, he, he just got here in a way, but uh, yeah. he kind of handpicked Tennessee as his next destination. You know that he's played in this offense before, obviously with the similarities between what the Rams run and what the Titans run from a system and scheme perspective, it's connections with Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay and all that. He wanted to be here. He picked this destination. He knows the offense. He's coming in as the unquestioned number one guy. He's really healthy. Uh, so it seems or as healthy as can be, given what he went through, ready to go. Um, it could be a really, really big underrated year for Robert Woods. I know, um, you know, we, I know this for a fact, and I believe it was documented publicly last year, a little frustrated, right, with a lack of touches he was getting um, in, in the Rams' offense early, right, where he was kind of becoming an afterthought. Even but like before he got hurt, there was some frustration there. You can look up his numbers where he wasn't getting the ball very much. Um, I think there's a chance he's going to get the ball a whole lot in Tennessee. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, Tannehill talked about how smooth he is running routes today or yesterday, sorry, in Monday's press so conference. Savvy. And he's got the veteran savvy and probably a, a little bit better downfield threat than the way he was used in Los Angeles. When he was with Buffalo, the first four years of his career, his role was to be a downfield threat. And then he got to LA and, you know, they had Jared Goff as quarterback and they got Cooper Cup out there and they had other receivers that could stretch the field. Deshaun Jackson spent some time there, Van Jefferson, and now they have Allen Robinson. Obviously, Odell Beckham came in last year as the week that Robert Woods was tearing his ACL, so they didn't actually play together. But I do think you could see some sort of downfield role with Tennessee that he didn't really have with L.A. that he did have back in Buffalo when he started his career. Let's touch on, before we go, the position battles here because we briefly yes. mentioned Nicholas Petit-Frere at right tackle. But the other big position battle is left guard, and we should talk a little bit more about right tackle, I think. Aaron Brewer seems to have a stranglehold on the left guard position. We talked about this last week and even before that we thought maybe he had the upper hand after being here for so long. But he is healthy. He's participating and competing in camp. And it's funny because... Mike Vrabel said he was tougher than a $2 steak the other day. <laughs> and that quote seems to have like made the rounds amongst all the Titans players. Brewer mentioned it himself when he was interviewed. Um, Jeffrey Simmons referenced it when he was talked to today or when he was talked to on Monday. So I don't know what you make of this Aaron Brewer thing. Simmons said he's not the biggest guy, but he's got the heart of a lion and that's what you need. And I don't know. I think that Aaron Brewer is probably your starting left guard week one against the Giants. Yeah, first of all, his Brewer's comment was hilarious. If you didn't hear when they asked him about Vrabel calling him tougher than a $2 steak. I think someone asked him if he's ever had a $2 steak. He said, yes, I have. It reminded me of me, which yeah. I, I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah, quick note on the Brewer thing. I don't know how much you know our listeners will recall this because it was, it was somewhat documented, but he wasn't healthy like through OTAs and stuff. Like He was not on the practice field during OTAs and Jamarco Jones, I believe got all of the, the first team reps at left guard. So there was a while there where I started feeling like, Oh, this is, this is bad for Brewer, right? He's not healthy. Jones is getting all the first team reps. That's how you fall behind in a position battle, right? By not being available. So when, 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 you know, the veterans reported to camp and we really, you know, started kicking this thing off, Brewer was getting all the reps, uh, first team reps at left guard. And initially, this again, this is going back about a week ago now, right? Those first few practices, I was hesitant to buy too much into that because I was like, 
you know, he, he wasn't there, right, at OTAs, really, for those practices. So maybe this is just them now getting him a look with the first team because they've got a lot of looks at Marco Jones with the first team because he was the one that was the only one that was healthy. So I was, like, hesitant to buy in too much into that hype. Uh, but I think I'm bought in now. I, I do agree with you where I feel like um, everything coming out of Rabel's mouth, everyone talking about Aaron Brewer has been really positive. It seems he's still getting all the first team reps. And again, I know we're early, but I already thought maybe by now we'd see some more splitting um, with Jamarco Jones, especially on Monday. It seems like it's it's full steam ahead for Brewer. Now there's a lot of time left. I'm sure Jamarco Jones is going to get more looks um, with the first team as we progress here. But uh, I, I do agree with you that I'm starting to feel really good about Brewer's chances to be the week one starter at left guard. And when it comes to right tackle, I think Dylan Radins is probably going to win the job, but it's not a sure thing. It's maybe a little less sure than left guard. What do you think? Yeah, that's the one note I wanted to make about this where, um, you know, NPF, he got some first team reps at right tackle recently. And I mean, again, look, this is a time to experiment. And Mason Kinsey got some first team reps at receiver, by the way. So this is the time to experiment and, and, and try things out. But that did surprise me a little that MPF got that opportunity. Um, I agree with you that I still think this is Radens's job to lose. I'll be pretty stunned if Radens doesn't win the job to start camp. Uh, the only reason I even wanted to mention this on this episode being that NPF got some first team reps is that it's maybe it's something worth monitoring going forward. Like if it continues to happen with any sort of frequency, then we may have more of a conversation on our hands than we initially thought we did or would. Yep. Well, I think we covered it. One week of Titans training camp in the books. The preseason officially kicks off on Thursday night with the Hall of Fame game. And then a week from that day, a week from this Thursday, the Titans will play their first preseason game. So we will be back next week. We're going to cover another week of practices with the Titans, and we're going to talk about what to what to look for, what to watch for in that preseason game. Anything you want to plug on BroadwaySportsMedia.com? I know your interview series was wrapping up this week. Anything else you have there? No, I mean, uh, if you guys went through the interviews, there was like 11 or 12 of them we published, right, with some fantastic players, Amani Hooker, Roger McCreary, Nick Westbrook, Naquan Jones, Chris Jackson, so many, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Swain, so many great pieces that we, we delivered to you guys. Monty Rice, uh, uh, Joshua Malone, who's still making plays, by the way, uh, at practice and at, at OTAs, and, or at OTAs and now into training camp and has a chance to claim a spot on this roster. So hope you guys really enjoyed that series. Um, uh, Easton did a terrific preview of training camp just a couple days ago what to look for daily podcast f words is still going up constantly Braden and zach have the the daily football show uh so lo lots of content second and victory pod uh you know still going strong so lots to lots to dive into right now and i think we did a good job covering the first week of training camp in my opinion uh you never want to get too high but certainly nothing but positive vibes right now in my opinion at titans training camp Totally agree. We will cross our fingers and knock on wood for continued health for this team. And we will be back next week for another episode. Until then, you guys stay safe out there and tighten up. A Broadway Sports Media Production.